0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is such an important episode because probably many of you out there have someone that you know you need to forgive, but it's just really, really hard because what they did or didn't do or what happened is seemingly unforgivable. You're going to appreciate this episode, so be sure to listen to the full coaching session and my breakdown at the end. I also want to thank those of you who've left ratings and reviews. If you do leave a review, go ahead and message me on Instagram. I'm Christine Hasser on Instagram. Just sharing that you left a review and connecting with me. I'd love, love to hear from you. I just love connecting with all of you. And speaking of connection, if you'd like more of a connection with me, meaning a 60 minute coaching session, then you're going to love hearing about my bonuses for Gabby Bernstein Spirit Junkie Masterclass. If you miss my coaches. Corner with her, go back and listen to it. It's awesome. And she teaches an incredible online course, which is all about getting your message out into the world. The cart closes tomorrow, the 29th. So this episode goes up Wednesday, the 28th. It closes tomorrow the 29th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to Christinehassler.com/slash spirit junkie to look at all my bonuses. As a proud partner for the Spirit Junkie Masterclass, you get a free 60-minute coaching session with me. I've never offered this before. This is a huge bonus. Plus my meditation download CD, plus two of my top courses, plus one month and in inner circle, plus the actual course that Gabby is offering and tons of her bonuses. So Pastor.com slash spirit junkie, go check it out. Remember the deadline is tomorrow. Okay. So In many of the podcast episodes and the coaching sessions, I have mentioned that one of the ways we get to forgiveness is that knowing that people did the best they could. Even if we think they could have done better, knowing that they did the best they could with the tools they have is one of the ways that we can get to forgiveness. But like I said, it can be really, really hard, especially when it's a parent. We really believe that our parent could have done better than they did. As in the case of my caller today, Jen, Jen's having a really hard time getting to forgiveness because she does not believe her parents did the best they could. But as you'll hear in this call, this unforgiveness is costing her the very thing she earns for most. As you're listening to this call, consider, is there someone you've not been able to forgive because you truly feel that what they did is unforgivable? Is there someone you're blaming for why you don't have what you want in your life or why you're still quote unquote messed up? Do you tend to imagine worst case scenarios and feel like things just don't go your way in life? Are you constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop? Did you grow up around addicts? Are you perhaps the child of addicts? Keep these questions in mind as we listen to my call with Jen, and remember to take advantage of your 10% discount for all Onnit products. Onnit is my favorite human optimization and a supplement company. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com slash Christine Hassler for 10% off. That link is in the show notes as well.
1: Jen, welcome to the show. What's your question? My question is, I've kind of been on a personal development growth path recently. My mom passed away. We're coming up in a couple of weeks on it'll be a year since her passing. So I've been going through a lot of, you know, obviously I'm just profoundly sad and loss and anger and all guilt and all those things. But I've been listening to your show quite a bit, your podcast while I do my long runs on Saturdays and they've been so helpful. And what I kind of hear it it always coming back to or circling around to is how we were parented. And I hear you say a lot that we need to, you know, forgive our parents that they did the best they could. And I always almost say out loud to myself, like, no, they didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get to a place where I believe that. And I I guess I want to remember and I want to forgive my mom. And yeah, so I, I that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Okay. So I know that your parents didn't do the best they could according to you. I get that. Right. I get that. So let's just give yourself permission to be like unevolved, right? And like, you know, like don't feel like you have to say the right thing. What What are you so angry about in terms of your parents? What did they do that was not great from your perspective?
1: They were addicts. So they were, you know, kind of, it was a lot of drama when I was growing up and, I feel like that I didn't get the love and attention mm-hmm. that they gave to themselves and to their addiction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm angry about that mm-hmm. and, and now they're both gone. They both passed away. So I would love to have had the opportunity to maybe get an apology or mm-hmm. I don't know, something to say that they were, you know, sorry, or they were proud of me for, cause I've turned out the exact, you know, complete polar opposite. Mhm. And instead of being proud of me for for bettering my life and and not, you know, turning out to be an addict like them, they always made me feel um like I was trying to be better than them or I was a princess or um they actually judged me for my healthy choices and yeah, it's just, I think it's more almost now that they're gone that I'm mourning what will never be and and the apologies that I'll never get. Mm-hmm. My very best friend she has a uh, her mother was an addict and went through recovery and she always says you know i wish she would have gotten that she has closure she is complete with her mom and she just wishes that for me and i guess i wish that for myself mm-hmm.
0: i hear you i really hear you and i hear how hard it is to grow up without feeling like you were a priority for your parents and i'm i'm sorry that you had to go through that that is hard and i really acknowledge you for breaking the cycle and breaking the pattern Of it. And the next part of breaking the pattern is, see, what's at the root of addiction is a couple things. The illusion of separation and also looking for something outside ourselves to make us feel a certain way. So even though you aren't addicted to drugs and alcohol, there's a part of you that does have a bit of an addiction to outsourcing, to wanting something outside of you to make you feel better. Yeah. so in that way you are like them you're wanting something someone else to do what's an inside job
1: it's scary though because every time I I, and I like I after I listen to your podcast or I'll be reading a book or you know trying all these things and I go inside and the, the inside little girl part of me just is I just I'm tired of feeling broken I just I feel like I'm living a like I'm a fake, like I'm a fraud, that everybody will figure it out.
0: What makes you feel broken and like a fraud?
1: I just I feel like I'm living on a house of cards all the time. I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop like what everyone will figure out that I'm not as together as the way that I portray myself to be. And, and then they'll all go away. Hmm. My husband and my my kids, especially they have me on this, just this pedestal. And, and I tell them all the time, you know, it's It's hard (laughs) to be up there because, you know, the the fall is very, it's a long fall. I mean, when they hear my story, not them because they know me, they don't hear my story, but when they experience, you know, things that go on around me, especially when it came to my family, they would, the the pedestal just keeps getting higher and higher, all the things that I've overcome. And I just feel like, you know, eventually it's just going to come crashing down and everyone will just figure out that, I don't know.
0: Why do you perceive that that puts you on a pedestal? When we acknowledge someone and we honor their journey and we see their, their courage, their strength, their commitment, that doesn't put them above us. That's just acknowledgement. See, what, what your family is giving you now is what you wanted from your parents. And you're pushing it away. So I think what is... There's going to be a place... A time, Jen, when you make a very powerful choice that that was then and this is now. And you pick the parents you picked for a reason. Maybe you decided as a soul that you were going to come in and break this generational pattern. Both your parents were addicts, which mean they probably had addiction on both sides of their family of some kind. And you decided to break the pattern. That's spiritual warrior stuff. That's, that's mm. awesome. And I'm not saying that to put you on a pedestal. I'm acknowledging what's real. And I think that you're looking at it from the place of pain and from the place of being a bit of a victim rather than from the place of you consciously on, well, unconsciously on some level chose this and you broke the pattern. You had what it took to break the pattern and you've created what you've always wanted. You've created a healthy family. That's- Yeah. Awesome. You're not a fraud. If you were a fraud, Jen, you wouldn't have a healthy family. You wouldn't have a loving husband mm. and children. If you were a fraud, you'd be saying that you're, you know, healed and so self-aware, but every night, like drinking or doing drugs or, you know, in codependent relationships or things like that. You're you, you are not a fraud. But the thing that makes you feel that way is you're still identifying with the victim story. And you're not allowing your present life to be the thing that is your model for like who you are. You're allowing your past to continue to cause you pain. But it really doesn't have to. And you don't have to like how your parents did their life. You don't have to like the fact that they never woke up enough to be able to apologize and to be able to have that closure for you, but maybe that wasn't what you needed. There's, there's a place of surrender and acceptance that we get to of really being like, you know what? I got exactly what I needed. Even though it maybe wasn't what I wanted. It's what I needed. It's like, I almost want you to go listen to the stone song after this call. You can't always get what you want, but you get what you need and really consider that's what you needed. And, you know, I don't know what your spiritual beliefs are, but you, you can communicate with your parents, even though they're on the other side, you can write them letters, you can talk to them, you can do whatever you need to do, but you're never going to get what you wanted in the form that you wanted it, but your pain around that is sacrificing a little bit of all the good you
1: have right now. yeah, I hear that it's it's getting it's believing it's believing that i I deserve what I have, what I've built, that i really really deserve.
0: why wouldn't you <laughs> That's
1: a good question. Yeah. It's it's really, it's it's really important to
0: question these BS beliefs that we have. Like it's real important. So like, why wouldn't you deserve it?
1: I don't, maybe because I didn't, I never, I can't blame my parents anymore. I mean, I always say that everybody has a sob story, you know, Mm -hmm. and you got to pick yourself up and move on. And there's people that had it way worse than you did. But then in the end, that's that's what I mean. When I say, I feel like a fraud, I, I say those things, but then deep down, I feel like, I'm living my sob story. Like I I can't get away from my sob story.
0: Yes, you can. You only don't think you can because you're still attached to like getting it from them. It's all that anger and you really believe they could have done better. And it also, you know, here's the other thing. When we have that not deserving thing. And of course you have that. You didn't feel loved. So it's going to perpetuate a misunderstanding of I'm not lovable, I'm not deserving. But the the thing is we project God onto our parents (laughs) and and expect them to be our source of love instead of realizing we are so loved by the universe, like so, so loved. Love is our essence. We're loved beyond what we can even comprehend. But since we project all that on human people, and in your case they were addicts who had no self-love, therefore they could not love you, you probably – or something that pushed all their buttons. Here comes this child, all this innocence, all this love, and they could not handle it because their self-love was so low. So of course you have that feeling of not being deserving. But what I really want you to be mindful of is that we can often use that as a scapegoat because there's also a part of you that's probably so scared of losing the family, messing it up in some way, that you kind of carry around in your back pocket, this old story, because <laughs> if anything does happen, you can say, "Well, it's because of my past."
1: Right. Yeah, I, I get that. I can, I can see that. <clears throat> I I tell myself, and I I don't want to. My my mother was, she did love me, and. As much as she could through her addiction, she would have these amazing moments where she would be like events where she would show up in a big way and mm-hmm. make some big, you know, like a birthday or a big event, and she'd be so giving and so caring. And I would get these glimpses of what could be, mm-hmm. what could have been, mm-hmm. and then and then it it would retreat, it would go away. You know, it, she'd retreat, and then it was like little little teasers. So I don't want to make my mom out to to be like she was some kind of Unloving, uncaring, that, that isn't true at all. It was just it just was hard because again, I would get glimpses right. of what could have been.
0: Right. So stop doing that inside yourself. Like letting yourself feel the love, showing up and then oh, I'm a fraud and pulling back. Mm. See how you're doing that inside <laughs> yourself? Like you show up yeah. and then you pull back. You show up and then you pull back. Yeah. So I think that part of what will help you heal this, because you know, it's great that you broken patterns. And in so many ways, you are so different from your parents. But a big part of of forgiveness and, and closure is doing the projection work and really looking at, wow, how am I like them? These things that I'm mm. judging about them, where am I doing that inside myself or in my life somewhere? That will help you with the forgiveness piece.
1: That's huge. I, yeah, thank you. I can... I feel that. I can feel that. What do you feel? No, I mean I can feel that 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 would help. Yeah. I can see that I'm I'm doing I'm doing the same thing to myself. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. And the things you're judging so harshly about them, like you're playing some of that out. Of course, not in the same kind of form, but it's there. Yeah. And so this is this is the last piece. And I think you'll reach a deeper level of forgiveness if you really let the love of your current life in, even more, Jen. Don't be scared, Mm -hmm. you're gonna lose it. Let that last little piece of armor you have around your heart take it off. You deserve this, you deserve love. And you deserve to be seen through those eyes of love. They're not looking at you on a pedestal. They're looking at your truth. They're seeing you.
1: Hmm. I know letting that that little piece go, though, it's uh, you can just be hurt that you know that much more deeply. Letting which piece I mean, go? I guess in my story in my back pocket, or whatever that I, you know, knew this was gonna kind of happen all along. Like if it was to go away, if especially my husband and my kids. Let's look
0: at that. Is it really true that if you let that piece go, that little scapegoat of I have a messed up past, if for some reason your family falls apart, is it going to hurt any less because you let that story go?
1: No, but maybe I'll have something to blame instead of myself.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, again, still hanging on to it part. So let me ask you this. Do you think that carrying around that story in your back pocket increases or decreases the odds that your family could have strain, trouble, so on and so forth? I'm sure it increases. Yeah. Part of how children of addicts cope is they always set them up. They set themselves up for the worst case scenario. hmm They're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Before we started recording, when I called you, even though we had this coaching session scheduled, you were surprised I called. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because you said, oh, just my life. I just don't expect things to happen. It's like you don't expect good things to happen. You got to shift that. Look at like even from growing up, the way you did. Look at what the universe has provided for you, a loving husband and healthy children. So is it really true that things don't work out for you?
1: No, not really.
0: So it was a useful strategy for the little girl at the time to have low expectations so she wouldn't be disappointed. But it's not a useful strategy for grown-up Jen anymore. Hmm. And it's, it's not about having high expectations either. It's really about having appreciation and keeping your thoughts positive and life-affirming?
1: I've been trying, I've been meditating lately, and I'll get to the point, there's a a series in the meditation that I do, it'll be, you know, so many days of gratitude or so many days of self-esteem, and by the end of the sessions, when I hear the, you know, what I'm supposed to be letting in and thinking, I I just end up in tears by the end of it. Hmm. Instead of feeling the feelings that I'm supposed to be feeling, you know, and, and breathing in, you know, love and acceptance of all these things. I just, it's easier for me to do the meditations when they're just kind of silent, focusing on the breath and calming my mind. But when I, when I am supposed to hear and tell myself those words, I just end up in a puddle hmm. and I just want to get past that. In the puddle, like what, what are the thoughts that go along with those feelings? Just that they're not, that it's just not true. I, I, I can't tell myself things that I don't feel or are true. Okay, so try this. When
0: it comes to that point in the meditation, imagine yourself sitting there with your mom in front of you and your dad behind you, and imagine they're saying it to you.
1: God, that would destroy me.
0: No, it wouldn't. If you let it in, it could actually heal you. Hmm. And then after you start to feel that and let that in, then see if you can say it to yourself. Okay, I'll try. Yeah. Because on on some level, like there's the human level, right? And then there's the soul level. And I I promise you, on some level, your parents did feel all those things. They did. They just couldn't let themselves feel it because they didn't have the tools. They were too lost in their addiction by the time you came along. And the other thing I want to say to you, Jen, and this is important for little Jen too, is first, you didn't do anything wrong. And second, it wasn't your job to save them. You didn't fail in any way because they never woke up or they never apologized or that you never got closure. It wasn't your job to break them out of their addiction. That was not your responsibility. You the th- big. Yeah. You were the child. They were the parent. So, you've got you got to let yourself off the hook for that too. Because I think a big part of why you kind of hang on to this is you think, well, if I I could have gotten them to wake up.
1: Yes, I do that a
0: lot. Okay. Well, that'd be a nice thing to put down too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with my mom. Not so much with my dad, but especially with my mom. Yeah. Ooh. You're good.
0: You've got some inner kind of healing work to do about letting the love in, like both from them, I think the meditation will help. And then also from your family and really looking at letting go of um, your identification with this and the misunderstanding that you, you need to hold on to it. It's not who you are. Oof, thank you. So
1: what are you aware of now? I'm aware that I that I've been using... Uh, almost using my story as armor
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, keeping myself from really fully appreciating and accepting that I deserve everything that I've built for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The
0: thing you've always longed for, you have. <laughs> so it's like... I'm not seeing it. Yeah, well... Let today be a day where you look at things a little differently. Remember, a miracle is a change in perception. And, you know, tell that little Jen, like, we did it. You're safe. You have the family you always wanted. We just get to relax and enjoy. The hard part's over. Thank you. Yeah, Jen, the hard part's over. Let the loving.
1: I'm going to try every day. You're going to try? <laughs> uh, I will. I will.
0: Yeah. There
1: you go. I, I will let it
0: in. Yeah. It's what you want. You can't carry around this story about, I didn't get love, la, 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 la. And then you have all this love in front of you and you're not letting it in. You know, the, know it's good. like this, your soul in the universe is like, uh, Jen, newsflash, like, love, love alert. It's here. This thing you always wanted. Here it is.
1: <laughs> oh God, it seems sounds so easy when you say it like that. It can be.
0: <clears throat> Growing up your life wasn't easy. I get that. But this can be a lot easier now. Life doesn't have to be hard.
1: That's, that's what I want to believe. That's what I need to believe more than anything. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. I'm making it this way now because right. there's nobody left around me, that I'm doing it to myself. Correct. And look at the things that did come easy. I
0: mean, you you have a husband, you have two children. That doesn't come easy for a lot of people. It
1: doesn't come at all sure. for people. Well, it makes me appreciate them even more because I've been a, a mess yeah. <laughs> and they're still here. Yes.
0: And you haven't, all, you haven't been a mess all the time. We've just been a little scared. But it's safe. And you're safe now. And you need to mother that little Jen and enjoy your life. I will. I will. I acknowledge Jen for being so coachable and getting through her resistance. I hope that this inspired you to really look at what it's costing you to hold on to any anger, blame, resentment you know, that stuff is really toxic. It's really, really toxic. And it truly will eat you up inside and keep you from what you want. Look, I get it. I get it. You've been through some tough stuff. People have done things to you that you would never do to or wish upon anyone. But continuing to use that as a scapegoat for why you don't have what you want or why you can't feel a certain way continues to give your past power until you move into true acceptance And forgiveness and let go of your past, it will infiltrate every aspect of your present and your future. You heard with Jen, she has a great family, but she has trouble letting it in. She even thought they were putting her on a pedestal when really they're just loving her. But because love feels unfamiliar and uncomfortable to her, it feels like a pedestal when really it's just love. It is so important for Jen and you to see that people love us to the degree that they love themselves and feel loved. Her parents, didn't feel loved. They didn't love themselves. They had to find love in their addictions. And like I said to her, they probably were so triggered by having a child, which is just this ball of unconditional love come at them that they didn't feel worthy. And so it might've pushed them even more into their addictions because love was just so uncomfortable to them. Now her husband and her children, they have had access to love. They feel loved by her. They feel love inside themselves. So they are showing up and loving her, not putting her on a pedestal, And so it's time for her to let that in. And where are you not letting love in in your life? Really? Are you focused too much on the people that didn't love you in the way that you want and missing out on all the love that's around you? And how amazing that Jen broke patterns and how amazing that you're breaking patterns. You're changing things in your generational lineage and that's amazing. But be mindful not to get too righteous about it. Be honest about the ways you may be playing out those patterns inside and also own that on some level you picked your family. So Jen was playing out some of those patterns by kind of having a love-hate relationship inside herself. Just like she said her mom would sometimes show up with so much love, but then go back into her addiction. Well, Jen's doing that to herself. Like Sometimes she shows up with love for herself and sometimes she just goes into thinking she's not deserving of love. So look at how you may be playing out inside yourself the very thing that was done to you that you despise. It's going to help you get to forgiveness if you really own that projection and, and stop doing to yourself what you judged so harshly was done to you. I know it can be hard to imagine that someone did the best they could, but they did. And like I said to Jen, we can't always get what we want in terms of our parents or people in our life, but we do get what we need. And this is huge for all of you, especially those of you who had any kind of parent that was an addict or was sick or you had any kind of meshment or codependence with. It is not your responsibility to save your parents. It's not your responsibility to save anyone. Please don't think you failed because your parents never got sober or never said they loved you. It wasn't your job to make them okay. They were the parent. You're the child some takeaways from you. If there's someone that you really want to hear something from, someone that you want some kind of forgiveness from, write a letter to you from them. (laughs) Write down all the things you wanted to hear from them and read it to yourself. If if they've passed on, if you're never going to get it from them, well then pretend. (laughs) Write this letter. It can be very powerful. Read it out loud to yourself. Tell yourself all the things that you wanted to hear. Do the projection work. Really look at anything you're judging about someone else. How are you doing that in your own life, either externally or inside yourself? You know, even in Jen's case, she was also kind of outsourcing her love and her worth. She wasn't addicted to a drug, but she was kind of addicted to hoping that something outside of her would heal this wound with her parents, specifically her mom. But it's truly an inside job. Next, be honest about the costs of holding on to the grudge, holding on to the unforgiveness. Write down what it's keeping you from. And also write down all the amazing blessings in your life. And really look at how the costs are blinding you to seeing all the blessings. And finally, have positive expectations. Instead of waiting for the other shoe to drop, imagine the best case scenario. Use your imagination in great ways. We only worry when we use our imagination poorly. You don't have to protect yourself by imagining worst case scenarios. That isn't protection at all. Have positive expectations. Things don't always go our way, but that doesn't mean that we can't have positive expectations. They're more likely to go our way when we really believe the universe is for us. And finally, you guys, the hard part is over. Let the love in. Much love to you.